0: This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I'm Reverend J. Stewart Glover, and you are listening to Faith Talk. On this platform, we aim to draw relevancy from the biblical text, while bringing clarity to our own religious experience bringing clarity to our own religious experience. My subject today comes in the form of a question. And that question is, is it possible for us to hear from God? Is it possible for us to hear from God? So we are now in the Advent season, preparing to celebrate the the coming of Christ, the birth of Jesus. As Christians, we believe that Christ is coming again. So as we prepare our hearts and minds to celebrate the historical coming of Christ, the first coming, and in anticipation of his second coming, this is a, a great time to explore in this advent season how to actually hear from God so I'm reminded of a, a scripture that is found in first Samuel chapter 3 verses 1 through 10 and it's been referred to as the Lord calling Samuel. I'll read it. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel, Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So Samuel goes back and he lays down again. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And Eli responds in this way. He says, My son, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and Went to Eli again and says, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lay down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel then Samuel said speak for your servant is listening so why did I share this passage well be reminded that my subject today is it possible for us to hear from God especially in this Advent season so why did I share this passage well if we desire to hear from God we need to prepare ourselves to listen Samuel said speak Lord for your servant is listening so we need to get ourselves in the posture of being able to listen when I say being able to listen I mean being able to listen through the distractions of life and the noise of our daily routines So today I'm going to be sharing with you some excerpts from a book. The book is entitled Hearts on Fire, and it's it's praying with the Jesuits, and it's edited by Michael Harder, S.J. In this book, the writer boldly declares that God desires communication with us and speaks to us continually. God speaks to us through Jesus, God's Word made through flesh. God speaks through the Church, the people who are the extension of Christ in the world. God speaks through His visible creation, which is another form of God's self-disclosure or self-revelation. And God also speaks through the events and experiences of our lives. And of course, God speaks through the Holy Scriptures. Now when we look at this book, Hearts on Fire, there's there's, um, a portion that discusses praying with the Scriptures. Notice that I said praying with the Scriptures, not simply reading the Scriptures. Now, sometimes when we think of prayer, we, talk, we think about talking to God, which is fine. And we need to talk to God. In order to be in a relationship with someone, you need to talk to them. Try being in a relationship with someone and not speaking to them, and you will find very quickly that it doesn't work. So prayer, though, takes us beyond just talking to God prayer places us in a posture where we can actually hear from God. And again, now this Advent season, as we prepare to enter into celebrating the birth of Christ, now is a wonderful time to talk about hearing from God. So in this book... They talk about how to go about listening in order to set yourself up, as they say. Now, you don't, God doesn't need you to do anything. God can interrupt your heart and mind. But it is good for us to posture ourselves, to be sensitive to hearing the voice of the Lord. And in this case, we're talking about praying with the scriptures as being one way in order to do that so how do we go about listening the writer of this book says that what you do immediately before prayer is important normally prayer is something you do not rush right into you spend a few moments quieting yourself and relaxing and settling into a comfortable uh prayerful position You don't have to be on your knees. You don't have to have your hands folded in front of you. Get yourself comfortable. And take note of this. When when listening to anyone, you try to tune out everything except what the person is saying to you. And in prayer, this can be done best in silence and solitude. So you should try to find a quiet place where you can be alone and uninhibited in your response to God's presence. Try to quiet yourself interiorly on the inside. The writer in this book says that in an age of noise, activity, and tensions, our own tensions, it's not always easy or necessary to forget our cares and commitments and that we should never feel constrained to blot out all of our distractions. Because in trying to do so, the anxiety that is created could get in between ourselves and God. Rather than trying to separate yourself from everything, all forms of reality, realize that the word of God did become flesh and can speak to us in the noise and confusion of our day. So, the writer suggests that you be conscious of your sensations and experiences of feeling, thinking, hoping, loving, wondering, desiring, and more, and also be conscious of God's unselfish, loving presence in you. And we can address God very simply, asking God for the grace to be able to hear what God is saying to us as we pray with the Scripture. So we don't just snatch up the Bible and start reading academically we prayerfully approach the scripture with reverence and ask God to speak to us. So now here's a way to get started. We can select a short passage from the Holy Scriptures. And as you open the book, be aware that you are in the presence of the Living Word, the one who guarantees all that is written we should read through the passage slowly and attentively. Read it out loud. You know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So if you want to hear it, you need to read it out loud. Read it aloud or whisper in a rhythm with your breathing. One phrase at a time with pauses and repetitions when and where you feel like it. The writer suggests that we do not hurry to cover much material. We shouldn't be, at this point, we shouldn't be speed reading. That's not the goal to say, oh, I read five chapters in the Bible. I'm really studying. No, that's not the goal. The goal is to sit with the Word of God. Sit in the presence of God. Pray with this passage and allow God to speak to you. So now you've picked, you've selected a, a passage of scripture. Let's say you select one that recounts or, or tells of an event, an event in the life of Jesus. Using your imagination, you can enter into the scene as one of the participants. You know, I, I have to say that I, I'm a, a chaplain on on a university and around this time of the year there's a, a life size nativity scene that's put up and one of the things that I do, that I've done is to go into the nativity scene imagine myself in the story, imagine myself being there, standing there with the hay under my feet next to the people who are surrounding this baby Jesus. That's called imaginative prayer. You can speak with the persons involved. As you're reading the text, maybe you're speaking to a blind man who's been healed. Or the disciples as they walk with Jesus. Share their attitudes and and respond to what Jesus is saying. As you are imagining this and reading, you may find that some of the words or phrases carry a special meaning for you and kind of like jump off the page at you. And when that happens, you should savor these moments, savor these words, repeating them out loud and turning them over in your heart. Think about each of the words or phrases. Who said it? What does it mean? To whom was the word or the phrase addressed? And what was the speaker healing, feeling? Or what was the person that was hearing it feeling? What were they experiencing at the time this was said? And when something strikes you, when something jumps off the page, pause for a moment. Thinking about it. Pause let's say when, when you experience new meaning or new way of being with Christ. For example you sense what it means to be healed by Jesus or what it feels like to be in the presence of God and healed let's say from leprosy to being whole, being made whole. Pay attention When you experience God's love as you're reading, you all of a sudden have this sense of overshadowing, overwhelming consolation. And you just need to stay there for a moment. Don't rush to move past that and read the next sentence. Just luxuriate yourself in the love of God that you are sensing coming through the scripture which we believe is the breathed word of God which is alive take a pause when you're moved to do something good or, or when you find yourself feeling peaceful take a pause don't rush past it when you feel content and happy at peace just to be in the presence of God I tell you the truth when I used to get in the nativity scene, the life-size nativity scene. I probably stayed in there a little bit longer than you might expect. Also, on the other side of that coin, is take a pause when you are struggling with what you've just read or disturbed by what the words are saying. this, this is God speaking directly to you through the words of scripture. And don't hurry to go forward. Don't hurry to read past, to read on. You can actually wait until you are no longer moved by this experience in your reading. Now, then again, don't get discouraged if nothing seems to be happening. And why do I say that? Well, in our book today, Hearts on Fire, the writer says sometimes God lets us feel dry and empty in order to let us realize that it is not in our own power to experience this great consolation. This is a gift from God and there's nothing that you can do to conjure up the feeling of receiving God's love. God is sometimes very close to us in what seems to be his absence. As a matter of fact I think this would be a good time to remind us that God is transcendent but God is also very close, so close as to living within us. So he's not absent, God is within you. And I think that to add to what this this book has said, I believe that when we experience that dryness, the emptiness, feeling that God is not around, and he is. I believe that God is just inviting us to lean in a little bit closer. That God is inviting us to a place to, to go to the, the next level, as they say, the next level of listening and hearing. God accepts us as we are, with all of our limitations, even with our seeming inability to pray. Someone listening to today may say, "Well, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say. What should I say to this God who I don't see and I and I just don't, I don't get it. What should I say?" Well, our writer says that a humble attitude of listening is a sign of love for God and a real prayer from the heart. It is during these times that you find yourself at a loss of words. Remember the words of Paul, who said the Spirit, too, comes to help us in our weakness. For when we cannot choose words in order to pray properly, the Spirit himself expresses our plea in a way that could never be put into words. That comes from the letter to the Romans in your Bible, the 8th chapter, verses 26 and 27. Remember, so relax. Remember that God will speak to you in God's own way. Just as the rain and snow come down from the heavens and do not return without watering the earth and making it yield and giving growth to provide seed for the sower and bread for the eating. So the word that goes from my mouth does not return to me empty without carrying out my will and succeeding in what it was sent to do. This comes from the book of Isaiah. So, spend time in your prayer just being conscious of God's presence in and around you. If you want to speak with God about things you're interested in or wish to be thankful for, your joys, your sorrows, your aspirations. All of these things are things that you can bring into the presence of God, all of it. Bring your strengths, your weakness, what you consider to be your shortcomings or whatever is bothering you, whatever is shaming you, bring it all into the presence of God. And think about your history, your world, your life yourself. Bring it all into the presence of God. So here. Here we go. And let me just remind you that if you are listening today, and you want to come on in and share with me an experience that you have of hearing for God or you have a question just come on in and come in as a guest and we can talk about it I'd love to hear from you um, I'll take. I'll remind you to please visit the website at www.rev.jstuartglover.com and um, you can leave your comments your criticisms your questions you can leave me an email a voicemail and reach out to me directly so now I want to thank the people who are in the room now so here's what we said we should do we should prepare a p- passage of scripture and have it read, have it marked and ready for you to enter in but before you do that find yourself a place a place where You are alone and uninhibited in your response to God's presence. Your your posture should be relaxed and peaceful. A harmony of body and spirit. Now, I can pray And a lot of people can pray as they're walking, as they're laying in the bed, as they're driving. I wouldn't suggest you pray with your eyes closed while you're driving. And I really don't, I mean, it's good to pray while you're laying down in the bed, but what often happens is people fall asleep. And how would you feel if somebody, when you were talking to somebody and they fell asleep? So find a good posture. (laughs) one that's going to help you to be awake and at peace and then be aware as we said earlier that God is, is present be aware of the presence of God and not acknowledge the presence of God and be ready to respond to him. then when you are ready turn to this passage Read the scripture slowly, listening attentively. Now don't do any of this without first asking God to speak to you. As you are entering into this prayer with scripture, as a a place where two-way dialogue is gonna happen. It's not just you talking not just you coming before God with a list of your desires. I can imagine people that do that, and there's nothing wrong with telling God what you want. That certainly is a valid, very important piece of expression of what is it that you desire. But if you turn your entire prayer session into a list of what you want, I can imagine God standing there saying excuse me can, can I get a word in?" and so you know somebody sent me a a, a text in the chat it says that I believe that people can hear from God as long as they open up the door of their hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to come on in that's Daquan McKnight And Daquan, thank you for that um, comment. Of course, this is all predicated, or let's say the setup has to be one of humility. One where, just like Samuel, when I read the, the portion of scripture from Samuel, where he says, speak, Lord, for I am listening. So be aware of the presence of God Read the passage slowly. Don't be anxious and don't, don't be hung up in trying to look for implications and lessons and profound thoughts or conclusions and resolutions and theological, theological you know, um, platitudes that you wish to visit. You know, hold off on all of that and just see what God is saying. I have somebody coming in and let's see what, what um, this guest wants to bring to the table. Thank you for coming in. I'm hearing from Chris. Chris, how are you doing? Not too bad, man. How about you? I am doing well. What's going on in your life? Uh, trying to make progress, man. Trying to make progress. Amen. So what what um touched you that
1: you decided to be brave and call on in here? Uh, your question. It says, uh, is it possible for us to hear from God? Uh-huh. Um, And I was kind of thinking about it. And I know in, like, the old days there were prophets and, and there were people like that that spoke to God. Um, do you think those people still exist? Yes, I do. You think God I, still has prophets and stuff like
0: that? Yes, I do. And, and I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> because um, the prophet was a messenger, right? A messenger that, that revealed the will of God to the people. And most of the time, most of the time, when you read, if you explore the scriptures, what you will find is that the prophet, for the most part, was talking to God's people. Mm -hmm. And then there were instances in which the prophet declared the word of the Lord to, to surrounding nations and other people. But for the most part, the word of the Lord came to the people of God. And, and really to the to the religious leaders with an emphasis on the religious leaders and how they were as a people straying from some of the ways of God. So today, your question, do prophets exist today? I would say that the prophetic word, the word that speaks truth to power, still exists. God has never died. God didn't die. No. So, so, um, so yeah, I believe that we do hear from um, people who are carrying... And delivering the prophetic word. Now I'm also very, you know, I get taken back a little bit when somebody introduces themselves to me as a prophet, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> or or and you know, or these titles that people pick up. I get I get a little bit um, hesitant. You know, like me personally, I believe I, I there are times when I carry the prophetic word of God, which is just speaking truth to power. Um, And trying to bring about change in in the world. Um, But I don't need to run around introducing myself as a prophet. No, I don't.
1: No, I agree. Um, Jeremiah talks about uh, prophets, or God tells us about prophets. Um, He tells us about a period of time where the prophets are going to go and prophesy, and they're going to do things, and they're going to present themselves in such a manner. But they're not doing so because of his order, they're doing so for for different reasons. He does he doesn't send them out to speak. He doesn't send them out to do things. Um, so I can understand why you're really skeptical of people that claim to be prophets and stuff like that. hmm well, I'm
0: not sure if I'm tracking your um, your statement. You said God
1: doesn't send people out. See, I believe that. I don't. I'm not saying that God doesn't send people out. Um, in Jeremiah, there there's a a passage that talks about a period of time that uh, prophets will go out and they will speak and they will do things but they're not doing things and they're not doing these things because god sent them uh-huh okay they do it gotcha. down there. So I, I got can, you, I I got you. why you're skeptical of those right, people
0: right right oh sure 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 so so today of course you know this topic is it possible for us to hear from god there are many people who identify as Christians? Who identify as you know preachers and pastors and prophets and all sorts of titles that um, are speaking? You know, the Bible talks about speaking from your own belly, <laughs> as opposed to to um, the Word of God. Uh, yeah. People claim to be you know um, this and that and the other, and they're not. Uh, they're not even. Um, motivated through the scriptures, or by God, but they're they're on on their own agenda. And and, you know, I've I've personally found that early in my Christian walk, I was attracted, before I actually started going to church, I was attracted to Christian television. And as I matured a bit in life, I I realized that what was being um, taught on television, through the television preachers, wasn't exactly in line with the Word of God. Now, I'm not talking about all of them, but for the most part, it's better to be somewhere in a church family than to just stay home and watch Christian television.
1: Okay. See, like, um, a while back, I'd gone through the local churches and stuff, and Mm -hmm. I was searching um, my own reading, and uh, what I was doing was I was comparing to what the Bible was talking about um, in comparison to the real world, because of such verses like Jeremiah, and what I found was it was hard to find a church that the spirit was within mm-hmm. you How do you find churches that the spirit is actively present and speaking, and it 's not just about filling seats or you, do you know what I mean it's yes, not a, the silly stuff
0: yes, I do well, but you know something, Chris, we have to understand this that if, if you find yourself, if you go to a place and you, and you find that, you go to a church and you find that, that it's just crazy, okay, and, and you feel as though that the people, the pastor or the leaders of the church are not led by the Spirit of the Lord, then there's no place, for, no reason for you to stay there. But if you also find yourself jumping from church to church to church to church and never finding that perfect place, guess what? You're never going to find that perfect place because, quite frankly, the church can be a mess. And, 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 um, it is in, you know, I wish I I was reading something, um, just the other day that where a guy tells a story about, you know, Lord, I wish this house that you dwell in, in me, I wish it was swept clean and I wish that, you know, everything was in order, but it's not. And, but I, I also remember that you slept in a manger that you didn't, that you, that you dwelt amongst, that you sat with sinners and, and you know, the un, the unwanted of society. So we can't, we should not expect that every place we go to is going to be perfectly in order because it's quite frankly, the church could be a mess and, and it's part of, a, you know, you might find yourself just being part of a messy family. So the thing is <laughs> to, to get grounded in the word of God, to live your life in a way that's pleasing to God. and um, but don't be don't consider yourself so special and i'm not accusing you of this but don't consider yourself so special that you too you're too spiritual to belong to a church family because god gives you gifts and guess what chris those gifts are not just for yourself those gifts are for the body of christ and how can you give a gift to the body of christ if you're not there so i guess what i'm saying is that no church is perfect the ones who are extremely in error and being led by someone who is, you know, someone who is not in, consistent with the will and the purpose of and the word of God, then of course don't stay there. But, but the, the church is not a perfect um, entity. It's made up of humans who are, who are, everybody falls short of the glory of God. And, and sanctification is a process, a lifelong process. And, and therefore we just need to be have a little patience to bring our gifts to the church family so let me ask you something Chris yes sir. Um, when did you you know we're in this Advent season now and and we're talking about we're talking about celebrating the coming of Christ and, and the, the chance for renewal and and we're talking about hearing from God so how do you feel in your, when you pray? How does it make you feel? What do you experience?
1: Hmm. Interesting question. hmm Um. How do I answer that? I guess in my normal day-to-day, um, I've gotten through enough stuff to where I, I've gotten peace, uh, meaning... Uh, It doesn't matter what happens in my life anymore. It doesn't matter how much money I have or how well things are going. Um, I wake up and I'm just thankful that I wake up and I have the day. Um, And that as I know that I go through the day, God is going to teach me through it. Uh, He's going to walk me through it. And I'm just going to spend time in the day with God. Um, So when I pray, um, it's from a place of peace because that's... The only state of being that I'll accept anymore. Anything that takes away my peace, um, I don't. I don't mess with it. It's just not. It's not worth the cost that it's going to cost me. If that answers your question.
0: Mm-hmm. So you you feel at peace when you're praying and hearing from God. Yes. hmm Um.
1: Is that good or bad?
0: Well, I, I'm not. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm suspending any judgment on whether it's good or bad. I personally have encountered things in prayer that actually disturb me. When I say disturb, you know, <laughs> let me put it to you this way. It makes you angry. Well, well some, you could say that. I think it's, 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 it, it is possible for people to get angry when they pray. And then the question becomes, angry at what? what? And why? Um, so, in other words, uh, when I went to, uh, I'm a seminary graduate, right? Okay. And when I, when I went to seminary, the, the learning process was disturbing to me because some of the things that we discovered were inconsistent with the, the theology of my youth. In other words, you know, we talked about some things that, that, that didn't match exactly what I was taught as a child and I had to grow. I, the growth was painful, let's say. I don't know if I'm, um, it was disturbing to be, for my reality to be disturbed. So in the same way, there are times when I pray that God points out things to me about God's self mm-hmm. that is different from my expectation or, or points out things about me that cause me to grow and pull me away from anything that tries to separate me from from the will and purpose of God towards God so it's I'm not always at peace sometimes you know I'm learning something in prayer I'm hearing something that is um you know telling me that I'm not all that in a bag of
1: chips <laughs> no that's actually rather interesting um and I guess when I when you ask me about pray, um, what it is is me talking. Um, the listening, hearing, on the other hand, um, that sometimes, well, like you said, uh, it may not be pleasant to hear the things that are spoken. It may not be um, things that you want to hear because, well, when God speaks sometimes he's you know he's like yeah this is the kind of way the things are this is what needs to do you, know, you know what I mean
0: mm-hmm. so but that- Chris at the same time though at the same time when we're now we're talking about not only talking but hearing from God now yeah. it is quite possible that you're hearing something that is not that's not of God just because you're sitting in a chair and you say you're praying so, now so the way you test that is, where is it leading you to? Is it leading you to a greater union with God? Or is it launching you onto a trajectory of despair and shame? God does not desire to shame you and have you leave your prayer meeting with him, uh, you know, enveloped in shame. That's okay. not that's not the, the will of God. God is a liberator. God wants to take away our shame. So, you know, just keep that in mind that God is 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 not the one to to pull us into a place of and launch us into a place of despair.
1: Yeah. No, um, that's what discernment is. Discernment is the ability to know what is from God and what is not from God. Because like you mentioned. Um, you may actively be hearing things, but mm-hmm. speaking may not be of light nature, if you will. It may not be. It may be the the adversary in the world that condemns, it, like that, does all that fun stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Where that. did you Where did you hear this term discernment? Where did you first learn that?
1: Uh, scripture. Scripture. Okay. Good. So mm-hmm.
0: oh, yes, uh, discernment, discernment is learning to tell the difference yes. <laughs> between whether it's from God or not. You know, often, often and we have to be careful because, you know, um, you know, like the scripture tells us that sometimes the, 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 the one that, who, the enemy of your well-being comes as an angel of light. Yes. And <laughs> might try to lure you through some sort of um, religious-sounding language Yes. But actually it's leading you to a place of despair. Um yeah. 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 You know, so, so um, can you tell me a little bit more about your prayer experience? What is it like? Do you feel, do you feel the presence of God? Or let me put it to you this way. Where are you most likely, where and when? Are you most likely to sense the presence of God in your prayers?
1: Um, there's a scripture that says pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. So, there is no, no stop to prayer. Uh, there's no stop with the conversation of God. There, there is no differentiation of that. Um, and when we're, we're to, told to pray, it is to pray in spirit. Um, so being, but I guess I understand it that we are spirit and then body um, as we go through our days um, we're constantly in communion or conversation with God and it's through the spirit that we pray I, am I correct mm-hmm well okay.
0: yeah so so let's just let's just um, let me just ask you one more question Yes. Um, before we before we close out I want to ask you you um, at what point in your life did you feel attracted to
1: prayer um, or drawn to prayer? Okay, so uh, let me give you a little bit about my background. Um, okay, I wasn't uh, born in the church. I I wasn't. I didn't have a very a lot of experience with church stuff or anything like that. Um, <coughs> it wasn't until um, I remember the moment. I remember the moment uh, I used to have this theology and uh, it would be something I would say anyway uh, to people that would talk to me about God and and religious stuff. Um, I used to tell them the Bible was written by man to control man because that's what I had seen it as. Um, Now that that view changed. Um, It did so uh, one day I was working on a car. And I was just kind of alone in my own little world kind of thing. And I'd gotten this thought. uh, It came to mind. And it was a very faint voice. And it says, what if God is real? And I got that thought and I took a moment and I was like, okay, that's a good question. Um, What if he is real? That would change the dynamic of everything that I know. And then the next thought was, well, you'll never get the answers if you don't ask the question. And I was like, okay. This is a little bit crazy, but um, what does it hurt? You know, what does it hurt to ask a question? I mean, what am I going to lose? So at that point, um, I stopped, and I was like, you know, God, I don't know if you're real, but if you show me, I will follow you wherever you lead me. Mm -hmm. And it was after that point that I started to um kind of seek i guess I, I become if i in my mind if i became aware that god was real the possibility at that point then i also had to become aware that the devil was real mm-hmm. i couldn't it would be foolish of me to negate one but yet support the other right so i kind of the same way i just listened and i was like well if god were real And he was going to show me he was real. How would would he do that? Um, And I came to the same thing. It was, well, he can use anything and everything to speak. He's not just limited to one or the other. He he could be anything. So I started to watch for things and I had some very interesting things happen to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had a real rebellious nature, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. Like one thing would happen and I was like, yep, that's coincidence another thing would happen. I was like, yep, that's coincidence, you know, whatever. And I would keep going about my day. And then one day, I had this really weird experience. Um, I was at work and whatnot, and the guy I was working with, I was friends with, he had invited me to lunch, and I was kind of in a pissy mood, if you will. And I was like, no, I'm good. And then he happened to come back later. And he's like, hey, let's do this. So... We were going to, it was Subway at the time, and we go there. I didn't have any cash, but I had my card. And the card machine was broken. And I was like, all right, well, we'll go to the other one. It's just across town, no big deal. And we go to that one, and their card machine was broken. And I was like, all right, well, crap. And he's like, well, dude, we're running out of time for lunch. Let's just stop at McDonald's, because that's where he originally asked to go. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, you know what, we need food. Uh, Let's do that. So we stop at McDonald's. And as, as we're walking in, I happen to take notice of this lady that was just dressed in white. Like she, For whatever reason, she just caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And we go in, order my food, and this uh, lady's there, and I'm making small talk with her, you know, I'm a friendly kind of person. And I eat my food and whatnot, and then I get up and I dump my tray, and I'm standing there waiting for my buddy. This lady walks up to me. And taps me in the ear, or taps me on the shoulder. And then she whispers in my ear, if you draw near to him, he will reveal himself to you. hmm And at that point, I was like, okay, you know what? I've had all this weird stuff happening. Um, <laughs> I can't really count everything as coincidence. So, all right. And it took some time to think about it. And it's like, well, how do you draw near to God? Like, like if he's telling me, hey, I am real. Um, and if you if you get close to me, I, I will show you who I am. Um, how do I do that? You know, I was like mm-hmm. I spent some time. Um, I started to search uh, a lot of different religious stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Bible, but like I read the Quran for a while, and, and mm-hmm. like a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And none of them sat well with me um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I'm not a reader by any means. <laughs> Actually, I. I really don't like reading. But um, I was thinking one night and I was like, Well, the Bible's said to be the word of God. It's said to be living and it's said to be true. So I guess, you know, that's the last thing that I really have to explore, but yet I still have this disdain for religious stuff. So maybe I need to set all my preconceived notions aside mm-hmm. and give it a chance for myself. Um, so what I did was I started to read on my own Um, I I started to I started at the book of Revelation and I worked my way back Mm. and I was like okay this is kind of crazy and what I found was that disdain for reading that I had I became consumed with it like Mm. I absolutely loved to read I couldn't get enough of it it was the craziest thing that I've ever experienced like, I was making choices to watch TV or making choices to read the scriptures versus watching TV or, or other things. It, it became a very consuming thing for me. And that was new, and I was like, wow, this is weird, you know? Um, so at that point, I was like, okay. My life started to go through some stuff. Um, some bad things started to happen in difficult situations. Mm-hmm. And nobody in my circle, nobody knew the questions that I was asking or what I was doing. They had no idea. All they knew is, all of a sudden, I picked up the Bible and I started reading. That was it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I had a long-term relationship, and through reading, you know, I was like, well, I, I need to, to do something about this." So I got engaged. Um, I was going to change things. And then uh, uh, I ended up going to see a Bible-based counselor um, to try to fix things, you know what I mean? I am mm-hmm. like, uh, really putting everything forward to do everything I could to, to change things that I felt were needed to be changed. You were trying to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. So the Bible-based counselor, um, when I first started seeing her, Uh, she looks at me and she's like I'm not here for her I'm here for you Mm -hmm. and I was like okay this is really weird but whatever and I still fought that little thing you know. and I didn't even tell her what I was doing in the private time or the searching that I was doing so a little bit of time goes by Um, one day after one of our counseling sessions I had a motorcycle and she happened to tell me um as you're sliding across concrete, um, the name you want to call out is Jesus Christ. Mm. And I kind of chuckled and I dismissed it, you know, being kind of a cynical dick, and uh, went about my day. And then about a week later, I was on my way to a, a dentist's appointment, and somehow my bike had just flipped and I thrown from him. Like I didn't go sliding or anything I just literally it was like somebody grabbed me by my back threw me off my bike about 40 feet and next thing I know I'm looking at my bike and I was like okay well this is really weird um okay so she's talking to me um asking me questions about baptism and stuff like that and I was like because I'd already decided I was like well God is real you know this stuff is really I can't make this up as I'm going through it and uh I fought the baptism thing too I did. I was, I, was. Whatever, I don't buy it, you know? And then it was one day, I was sitting there, and that same little voice comes in and says, you don't get baptized to show them where your heart lies. You get baptized to show me where your heart lies. And I was like, well, I gave you my word. If this is what you want me to do, this is what I will do. So I got baptized and stuff. And then life continued to Throw me wrenches, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the one day um the, the engagement fell through, uh, she wasn't. We got baptized together actually. Oh. And a couple years after the baptism, maybe a year or so, I don't remember. Um, I found out she had other interests in other men. So I went through a really bad separation at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh. It was the week after I I decided that, you know, from this point forward, I'm going to be okay. This is going to be good. I'm not going to break. I'm going to continue on with my search. And then I had this weird dream. And it was like I was a third-person dream kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I could see myself. um, And I could see another person, but I couldn't make it out who it was. It was just this dark, shadowy figure. And I could hear him, and I could see me. And the figure in my dream says, if you want things to go back to the way they were, all you have to do is quit, give up, and it'll go back to the way it was. And I remembered um, the smirk I got, and I remember what I said. And it was quite simple. It was like, well, you don't know me very well. I don't quit. I don't give up. So game on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it was about a week later, Uh, I'm still processing things and I'm still trying to change things and do better, you know. And I happened to go for a motorcycle ride and something weird happened. I wasn't wearing any gear whatsoever, but I was at a high rate of speed and all of a sudden my bike starts washing out from underneath me. And then the next thing I know, everything goes black and everything goes white and all I could think was all fire, Chuck. That's my head on concrete, this ain't good. The next thing I remember is I'm on my butt with my feet in the air and my hands to the side balancing as I'm sliding super, super fast, wondering how I got there. So I uh, put my feet down to slow down and that sent me somersaulting and made things worse. And I come to a stop. And the bike continues going for a while more. And I remember um, I stood up and I looked at my hands and I could see the blood, and I looked at my arms, I could see the blood. Because all I was wearing was T-shirt and jeans. I wasn't even wearing a helmet. And then I was like, oh, crap. You know, as I'm checking myself over, um, the little voice says, check your head. And I was like, "Okay, maybe this is shock, you know, and I'm really in a bad situation. So I put the hands to the back of my head and apprehensively pulled them forward. And I opened my eyes and they were clean. There was no blood on my hands. And I did it again in disbelief. Like, no, I'm tripping. This is, this, I'm, I'm losing my shit. I'm, this is not a good thing. And they were clean. <clears throat> so I remember looking up to the sun. I just happened to look up. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I was at that moment, it solidified of how real and how present in my life he was. Mm-hmm. So, from that point forward, I did some searching through church and stuff, and um, that same little voice, if you will, visits from time to time. It's kind of, uh, I call it my intuition. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Amen. Any questions
0: you can you can trust that voice um let me let me ask you this uh let me just say this um
1: yeah uh that was the second motorcycle experience you talked about right that was the second one and that was the one that i was sliding right you still ride a motorcycle yeah (laughs) okay i might i I might have given up by then but you said you don't quit (laughs) nope i still ride a motorcycle um i don't wear a helmet all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I still ride.
0: All right. So, 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 um, so, but you know, Chris, you bring you bring out something important, and okay. and that the the important note that you're raising for me is our topic was: is it possible for us to hear from God? Yeah. And, and we say yes, it is. And and earlier, I don't know if you heard the introduction, but the oh. author of this book, there's a book called I know you're not um, a great. Well, you say you weren't a reader, but there's a book called. Hearts on fire, right? Okay. And, and it talks about um, how God speaks to us through Christ. God speaks through the church, through people, through creation, through this one here. Listen, through the events and experiences of our lives, and of course through Scripture. So God um, was speaking to you through all the stuff that was happening, and and now though, now you have you have an opportunity to embrace. Uh, scriptural passages as you've done and yep. and, and read in a way in, in a prayerful reading. So let me just say this. Okay, When we pray with the scripture, it has nothing to do with getting through the passages in the books just to say that we've read the entire yeah. Bible, right? It has everything to do with letting the meaning and the values of each single word sink into our hearts and our minds. Yeah. and um so after you do this with a with a let's say you you sit down with a passage of and pray with it <clears throat> after you do that it's good to to um reflect back on the experience of your prayer how did you feel what happened in you what what was going on inside of you were you being pulled in one direction or another so uh okay. in all of that we we ask god in all of our prayer to show us His ways as we enter into this this um, prayer session, where we can, in fact, hear from God. We can also hear from God through our experiences, through revelation that comes through nature. Uh, We see the the beauty of God's creation. That certainly speaks to the beauty of God. But I I want to um, ask you another, one more question before I close out, and and that question is this: These these episodes are put up on. itunes and youtube and and iHeartRadio and amazon and all these different podcast outlets are you okay with that Yes, yeah, cool dude okay good so this is what i want you to do i would ask you to visit the website www.reverendjstuartglover.com and just register as a guest and you know you can send me a picture and a little bio information so that when i put it up i have a complete you know so some information about you as a guest. I really appreciate you coming on today and mm-hmm. sharing your experience with God and perhaps we can connect in the future and talk um, a little bit more about um, how
1: how your life is going and all of that. Okay, um, before you go, mm-hmm. uh, I do have one request, if you'd be so kind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's a simple one. Um, I ask for you to pray for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very specific with this okay Um, what I ask you to ask God to give me is wisdom strength guidance discernment and understanding just that
0: okay all right so let's pray eternal God creator of us all creator of the heavens and of the earth with me today is Chris Chris has a desire in his heart that he has clearly articulated. The, the desire is for wisdom. Lord, we know that wisdom is not is more than just knowing things, but, but knowing the difference, discernment, Lord. Knowing the difference of, of, of being able to make the right choice. Chris has the desire, Lord, for strength. Strength to run the race, and strength to persevere in his faith he uh, has the desire for this discernment again Lord it's hearing your voice he wants to know he wants you to lead him along his faith journey and I, I place these requests in your hands now Chris you said two other things you said wisdom strength Guidance. Guidance. So, Lord, guide him. Guide him along his journey. Lead him. Guide him, Lord. Help him to see through the eyes of Christ. Help him to be able to recognize where you are leading him. And, Lord, give him understanding. Give him him an understanding and in all of these things help him to understand that your ways are not like his ways and that you are the one who loves, the one who nourishes, the one who teaches, the one who sustains. And all of these things together, Lord, we pray that he is led to a place of trust and peace and love and that he can not only receive your love, but be a a, a distribution center for your love. Help him along his journey. It's in Jesus' name that I pray for these things. Amen. Chris, I wanna thank you for coming on today. Thank you for your time. I I think that perhaps there might be somebody, you know, my hope is always that there's somebody who hears this around the world that um is touched by something that was said it doesn't have to be something theologically profound you know but just something a a word of hope and encouragement Um, you know you 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 you, i have a funny feeling for you that that everything is going to be all right as you continue to trust god along your journey so chris please don't forget i want you to go today if you can do it today it would be great because these things get posted up by later on tonight or tomorrow Oh, cool Go then. to www.ReverendJstuartGlover, that's glovercom Just register as a guest, sign up on the email list, and um, give me a
1: picture, you know, a little bio information, and I can post all of this stuff up. All right? Can we, we do that address one more time? It was wwwr w- 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 why
0: S-T-U.
1: S-T-U. A-R-T. A-R-T.
0: G-L-O-V-E-R.
1: G-L-O-V-E-R.
0: yeah that's g that was g-l-o-v-e-r
1: g as in george
0: yeah so it's reverendjstuartglover.com dot
1: com okay
0: and there you know just uh you know you can um i guess i'll just close out with this you know thanking people for listening to faith talk Thanking people for being a part of our listening community. Um, This is, you know, in case you're listening, this is a place where not only do we present some biblical, you know, truths and stories, we try to draw relevancy to our own lives from these stories. Um, But we also try to bring some clarity uh, to our own religious experience. Again, I thank Chris for coming in. I invite you all to, to visit the website. Do the same as I've asked Chris to do. And you can leave your comments on the episodes, which are open for criticism. You can register as a guest. You can contact me directly by email. Leave a voicemail. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Chris, for coming in. And God bless you. I'll see you next time.
1: Have a good one.
0: God bless.